So we celebrate the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. Um, we talk here at OLPH a lot about the Trinity, about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, kind of different dynamics, relationships. There's a way in which, um, on one hand, we'll never grasp what the Trinity is. We'll just never totally understand. How is God one God and three persons at the same time? So there is a transcendence, a mystery to the Trinity that, that we'll never fully get. Vice versa, on the other hand, I do pray and hope that, that the Trinity is something that's very familiar to us. Like that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit would be persons that we just know, like we know them. Because that's what the great treasure of Christianity is. That's that you get brought into the very life of God and get welcomed in and make your home in God. And that you have particular relationships with God the Father, with God the Son, and with God the Holy Spirit. So you fit, you're at home. Each of them know you in a particular way. Each of them love you in a particular way. Each of them want to relate to you in a, in a particular way. One of the saddest moments for me, I was teaching RCIA once years ago. Nobody, anybody knows, okay? So it's in a different time and a different place. So don't go thinking, who was that person? Um, I just got done talking about the Trinity. I was so excited and talking about the Father and all this. And at the very end, the person was like, Wait, so what difference does it make? I was just like, oh, gosh. Like, if, if we don't know the Trinity, we're just missing out on just so much. Um, yeah, so let's remind ourselves, what are the, what's the role of the Trinity in your life? First off, there's three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you have to identify, this is where I belong in the Trinity. If I have to pick a person that that's where I'm at, who's that person? Father, Son, or Holy Spirit? It's the Son. You have been brought into communion, into union with the Son. And now you and the Son are one thing. So you've become a member of the body of Christ, we say. You're part of his identity now. You make part of the definition of who Jesus is. You and Jesus are one thing, okay? So where is your home in the Trinity? Well, kind of all of it, but in a particular way, you have been joined to the Son. Okay, since you are now in the Son, some of the church fathers say that we are now sons in the Son, or sons and daughters in the Son. So if that's true, and now you're a son or daughter, then that must, of course, mean that you have a what? Well, you have a father. So you are not in the Father in the same way as you are in the Son. You're united to Jesus. But because you're united to Jesus, you receive everything that he has. What's most important to him is his Father. So now God the Father, of course, is your Father. God the Father is your Father, which means you are his son or daughter. And as you know, and I've told you a thousand times, not just his son or daughter, but what? Well, his, his beloved son or daughter. He only has, has beloved daughters. He only has beloved sons. And does the Father love you? Yeah. How much? A lot. How much? Well, infinitely. Yeah, how much? The Father loves you so much that his love for you, his infinite love for you has a name. And its name is what? The Holy Spirit. The love that God the Father has for you is so infinite and powerful that it has a name. It's another person of the Trinity called the Holy Spirit. We say that the Holy Spirit is the bond of love between the Father and the Son. And not just love. He's the intimacy between the Father and the Son. He's the joy between the Father and the Son. He's the delight and the rest and the peace between the Father and the Son. But you're in the Son now. 
So now the Holy Spirit is the joy and intimacy and rest and delight and peace between you and God the Father. So Jesus is in you, you're united to him, and he in all times in you is reaching out to the Father because he loves the Father and he loves being a son. So Jesus in us is stirring and moving and wanting us to be more and more sons and daughters of God the Father. And he's trying to incorporate himself deeper and deeper into us to find deeper and deeper union with us. So Jesus experiences everything you experience. He suffers everything you suffer. He rejoices in everything you rejoice over. And he's always turned towards the Father, and he wants the Father to father you. The Father loves you with the love of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has one job towards you, and that's to fashion you and shape you more and more into Jesus. What the Holy Spirit does is transforms things into Jesus. At the Annunciation, when the angel appears to Mary and the Father pours out his love upon her by the Holy Spirit, what happens in her womb? Well, Jesus becomes flesh in her womb by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit transforms things into Jesus. At the altar here, in a little bit, we're going to call down the Holy Spirit upon the altar. There's a a moment called the epiclesis. It's a Greek word. I'll put my hands over the, the offerings. The servers may or may not ring the bells, as you've noticed. We're trying to do a new thing. We're about 40%, so we'll see if they remember. Some of you are like, are they just doing, making enough stuff? So we're trying to, there's a, it's an option to ring the bells at the epiclesis. When we call down the Holy Spirit, don't forget. Um, uh, in that moment, we call down the Holy Spirit upon the gifts. What does the Holy Spirit do to bread and wine when he comes down upon them? Well, the Holy Spirit does what he always does. He transforms things into Jesus. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you already have the Holy Spirit, but you want more of him. He's still coming. When he comes upon you, what does he do? He transforms you into Jesus. Please notice this. This is very, very important. How does God transform you? Well, by loving you. The love that the Father has for you is the Holy Spirit. And so he loves you more and more into the likeness of his Son. That's really important. A bunch of you think you need to get more like Jesus so that the Father will love you. No. No, that's wrong. No, it's God's loving you that makes you more like Jesus. Some of us are trying to get more like Jesus, and in doing so, we hate all the things in us that aren't like Jesus, and we try to just hate them and get rid of them so that we're more like Jesus. Does it work? No. No, because because if, if that worked, then you'd never be loved at the end of that story. You wouldn't have been loved along the way. You'd have to become somebody else to get loved, and then you wouldn't have been loved. And so, no, the, Christ, the Christianity that we profess and believe in is a Christianity that opens wide our poverty and our neediness to God, and he just loves us. Jesus prays in us, and he prays in his spirit in us. And the spirit in us cries out, Abba, St. Paul says, which means what? It means father. It means papa. It means dad. Our hearts are crying out for a dad to look upon us, to choose us, to protect us, to love us. We're sons and daughters, and we need a father. So you have a particular relationship with these, 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 in, not individ, these persons of the Trinity. Jesus is, is, in some ways, he is your deepest, closest friend and lover. He has espoused himself to you. When you receive him in the Eucharist, a little wedding takes place. You come and you become united with him. He gives his whole self to you, his life, his heart, his soul, his body. So you and Jesus are one. God the Father is your Father. 
The Holy Spirit is your life. He's the love of God, the joy of God, the peace of God at work in your life. I think even if we pause and think, even just at the names of the person of the Trinity, we feel different things. And we're going to do that for a second. This, and if you don't sense anything moving in you, that's fine. That's not your fault. That's okay. But I'm just going to say their names and we're just going to pause with like, yeah, what does that name feel like? What does it feel like in you? At the end, I might throw out some things that might have to do with something of what you're feeling. It might not. That's okay. But let's just start with the first person of the Trinity, the Father. So you imagine the Father, and even in your heart, you speak that word, Father. What does that feel like? What does he seem like? What does your heart feel? Just at the word, Father. I don't know what you're feeling, and you might not be feeling anything, but kind of like confusion and like, where's Father going with this? But uh, yeah, Father, for some people, there's a sense of stability, of love. Sometimes there's an intimidation, and that's not God, that's something else from our story. Maybe there's a sense of steadiness. Maybe even in saying that word, there's a sense of my need. Like, I feel kind of little when I say it, I feel kind of needy. Yeah, that's okay. It wouldn't be okay if you didn't have a father, but you do have a father, so that's okay. Yeah, what, what, what do you feel? What happens in your heart? What, what comes to your mind when you hear the word? You say the word in your heart, Jesus. What does Jesus mean to you? What do you feel? What do you notice when you say in your heart the word, the name Jesus? And again, you could be feeling any number of things, maybe a sense of hope, maybe peace, maybe this sense of like a friend, companion, someone who's here to save, just to be with me, somebody who understands me. Maybe, and this wouldn't be from God, maybe you're feeling kind of intimidated, like he's judging you or comparing himself to you or he's disappointed in you. That's not from him, so we can throw that away. None of that's him. Yeah, who is Jesus? That's a good question. And then lastly, the Holy Spirit. What is that word, that name, that title, spirit? What does that stir in you? And again, you could be feeling a lot of different stuff. Some of the things that come up in the scriptures and in the church around the word spirit is the comforter, the encourager, the one who brings peace and brings life. The one who brings rest and refreshment, who enthuses, gives power, uh, a sense of water, a sense of light, a sense of newness. If just as we did this, if there was a sense of like, yeah, I don't know if I get anything here, then I'd really like to ask you in a very specific way, like, God, I want to know you. I want to know you as Father, Son, and Spirit. I want to know you as real in my life. I want to have these like real relationships with you. You can pray to all the members of the Trinity. Most of you, most people have a particular relationship, maybe to one of them at a given time in your life. I know a priest who's, it's just him and Jesus. Like, that's his, that's his guy. I mean, he's, he's with Jesus. He I know other priests that Jesus uh, just brings him to the Father. And there's a sense of the Father and his goodness and fatherhood. And 
other priests, there's a sense of trying to just live in this freedom and joy and, and, uh, and life of the Spirit, and it's the Spirit that, that inflames them. So the, the persons of the Trinity don't get jealous when you don't talk to them. Okay, they're not needy. They don't need you to, to secure them. They're, they're doing just fine. But I think there is a way in which, yeah, as God gives us the grace, we want to know them in a particular way, each of them, and to know them as really real in our lives. Because each of them knows you in a particular way and loves you in a particular way. So we celebrate the Trinity not as a far-off theological idea, but as a reality very present to us that changes everything. And they've all given themselves to you. And you belong to them. And you are at home in them. I'll give you a moment to pray, and I'd like you just to invite the Trinity, if they want to, to give you an image of just the three of them being with you. When any time we do this, for a lot of you, a lot of times, nothing will happen, and that's okay. It's not your job. But if God wants to show you something, then we want to be open to it. But again, we'll just ask, like, okay, blessed Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit, please give me an image of your presence with me, an image of your love for me.